fifth chapter, looking at verse 8 to 14. If you're not there, say, hold on. Praise the Lord like we are there. Let us begin together. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. The Word of God says, But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent his message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horse and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with his message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farfar better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as a man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. Praise God for his word. You may be see as you take your seat. If you help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor, tell them on the spot. Amen. You know, make sure nobody's left out. Turn around, tell somebody else, tell them on the spot. Mm. Looking at this text, I want to highlight that did not Naaman say all he had to do put his hand over the spot? If he just put his hand over the spot to call on his God, his Lord, I should have been here, but he going to make me go down to that dirty Jordan River. And dip myself seven times. Can't you not see him upset and, and indignant saying, I came all this way and you're going to tell me go this way. You didn't even come out and greet me. I could have stayed at home and to my rivers, which are much better than your dirty, dusty, disgusting Jordan River. But what happened here was Naaman was put on the spot. To put someone on the spot, informal, force someone into a situation in which they must make a difficult decision or answer a difficult question. Naaman was put on the spot because his pride came in full picture. See, sin unaddressed will put you on the spot. His pride put him on the spot. The conduct of his character showed up and is preventing him from receiving his healing. This issue you may have will put you on the spot. I don't know what your issue is, but looking at Naaman, I can clearly see what his issue is. His issue right now is his pride. Some of us have an issue that we have not addressed, but it always comes into full picture in circumstances where you need it and you want to blame everybody else. Can I help you out? Look what Naaman did. Naaman didn't say it was my fault. He said, why didn't he come out and meet me? All he had to do was wave his hand over, talk to his God, and I would have been healed. But now he want me to go down and dip in the river. That dirty, dusty, disgusting Jordan River. Can I help somebody? Are you looking at me? Have you not gone to a place that you needed some help? 
and they told you to go someplace else? How many of you, just like me, got mad? <laughs> Say, I thought this was the right place. Somebody told me to come here in order to get what I need. I remember working in my old job that we were, people would come to get ID, but you need an ID to get ID. So they come in and say, if I had ID, I would not be here. And I say, I understand. But you need something else to prove who you are. Oh, 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 or if you have not been there, go on the day of registration for your child in college. You're going to find out that one spot's not good enough. You're going to go to one spot, they're going to say, well, you need to go over here. Then you're going to go over there. Then they say, now you need to go over Now you got to go over there. And by the time it's over, it's dinner time. But you were there at 9 o'clock in the morning. Situations in our lives sometimes will put us on the spot and we will see, is my pride going to get in the way? Is my ego going to get in the way? Is my selfishness going to get in the way? What will prevent me from doing what needs to be done when they tell me the instructions and the directions? Naaman was told what to be done, but yet he did not like it. He was put on the spot. Some of us have been put on the spot. Somebody came and questioned you, and now you got to tell the truth. Oh, you put on the spot. Because you said something else that was close to the truth, but wasn't the truth. Now they ask you, so what happened? Now you're on the spot. Now you're trying to remember what you just said. The problem is when you lie, you got to remember what you said. So you can make sure the lie sounds right. But when you would tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you said. You just tell the truth. Did you break it? Yes, I broke it. Any other questions? No? Okay, thank you. But when you did break it, you don't want to tell. No, I didn't, but what happened? Now you got to find out what happened. But if you broke it, that's in the discussion. Man, I wish I'd have understood that when I was a child. <laughs> I, I, I had all kinds of stories to tell, but I was put on the spot because I had an issue of lying. That every time something broke in the house, I, they knew I was guilty. I knew I was guilty, but I, I tried to fool them to make them think I wasn't guilty. But I was always being put on the spot because what happens when you have an issue that will put you on the spot, you end up having a spot check. You get checked out to see, is everything in condition? Is everything in order? Naaman is being tested right now without warning of his pride. You know how spots they come and comes without warning. They, they don't tell you ahead of time. They tell you right then and there without warning to see if everything is correct. That's the I got you. Teachers do it all the time. They tell you to read an assignment. They don't test you the next day. No, the next day. So everybody say, well, I didn't read it yet, so I must be good. Come Friday. Spot check. All right, take our pencil and paper. We want to wait a minute, teach you. But I told you on Monday. That's how spot checks come. You don't, if you don't pay attention to what's going on, you're going to get caught off guard by not doing what you already know you should be doing. Naming issue of his pride has him on the spot. So look what happens. His servant knows his issue. His servant comes to him and says, Dear Lord, if he has told you to do something difficult, or uh, New American Standard says, if, if the prophet had told you to do something great, you would have done it. That's just like us. Have you ever gone somewhere to serve? Say, how can I help? And they give you a bucket and a towel. You're like, is there anything else I can do? No, this is how you can serve. You came to do something great. You would have been happy if you could have sat up front and pointed everybody for you. But now you got to get dirty. You want to change your mind. Nah, nah, I could have stayed at home. Naaman was thinking the same thing. I could have stayed at home. You want me to get dirty? But can I help somebody? Sometimes you got to get dirty. 
in order to get clean. Naaman thought he was clean, but he was already dirty. He just had to get dirty again (laughs) in order to get clean. Because when you are on, when you're on the spot and you have a spot check, you might want to check to see what is stopping you from getting your blessing. Heard someone say, can a cheetah change his spots? Nope, but you can change yours. <laughs> he has spots, leprosy, a skin disease upon him. He was told to go to the right spot to see a prophet named Elisha in Israel. He goes there to Samaria to see him, and, and, and yet the king did not get him in the right spot. He got him in the vicinity, and he got him in the vicinity. The king says, here, heal my man. The king understood of Israel that, who am I? Am I God that I can kill and destroy, give life and take it away? No, I, I, I can't do it. But, Na- but, but Naaman understood that, wait a minute, I, I'm in the right spot. I'm in the vicinity, but I, I need to get closer to my healing. So the prophet here says, send him here. King, why you tear your clothes? I'll let him know that there's a prophet here in Israel. So now he goes see him. He comes to his house. Y'all see that, right? He came to his house. Elisha didn't come out the house. Elisha sent the messenger out. Elisha, I know who's here. I know why he's here. Go out, tell him, go wash himself. How many times? Seven times. In the dirty, disgusting, dusty Jordan River. And he'll be healed. He hears it. He gets mad. Now, now listen, clear. He told him, you came here to get healed. I told you how to get healed, and you're going to get mad at me? That's just like us. Somebody tells you what to do to make yourself better, you're going to get mad at it. It don't take all that. Why do I have to do that? Why do I got to do it? Can't you just do this? He was looking like this. Tell your neighbor, there's no shortcuts in God. Look, look, look at Naaman trying to get a shortcut. He could have came out and just wiped his hand and called on to God over my spots. I could have been healed. I could have stayed at home and got onto that, into those rivers and I become here. But you want me to go now from here now down to the Jordan River and dip myself how many times? Seven times? That ain't going to work. So now, look, look, he's in the right spot. Now he has to change the spot. <laughs> he thought he was going to get his healing here by waving of a hand and calling on a God. But yet he saw that he realized that this wasn't going to work. He had a spot check. His pride was put in check. Someone said it before. You might have heard it before that he swallowed his pride just to get healed. He realized that I am a mighty warrior. I've done great things in Aaron. I've come all the way here with a blessing from my king. And then I heard about this prophet from my servant girl. Now I'm here to see this great man. And this great man didn't come out and see me who was a great man. I feel disrespected. I came all the way to his city, came to his house. And he doesn't even come out and say, hello, how you doing? He sends out his servant to tell me what to do. Who does he think he is? His pride is getting checked now that he's gone from being the great man. I, I was in, I'm in front of kings. I'm in the presence of kings. And the prophet can't come out and see me? Going to send his messenger out and tell me what to do? See, that's when you get checked when people tell you what to do and you don't want to do it. That's when you get your pride checked because now you got arguments. Now you have discussions. Now you have issues because now, now look here. He came to the prophet for direction. Now he's trying to give the prophet direction. Isn't that backwards? 
Then you come here to get healed. Now you're going to tell me that's like you going to the doctor. You're going to the doctor. How are you going to heal yourself? Then why did you come in my office? Going to say you don't want to take the medicine because it gets, no, nah, no, nah, you need to take the medicine. He is letting him know how he can be healed. But Naaman's pride has dulled his ears, dulled his heart that he says, I'm going back. And look, what, look, look, he is happy to go back in the state that he came. That blows my mind. He came all that way with all these treasures, with all this gold to give to the person to heal him. Once he gets healed, how his healing can become, he says, I'm done. I'm going back. Some of us have come ready to be healed, ready to be cured. But yet what happens is that we don't want to surrender. We don't want to submit. We get put on the spot. We're under the spotlight. Everyone's looking at us, and you're looking at yourself. You don't know what to do, so you cower back to what you are familiar with, and you go back in the same condition that you came in. That's a sad way to leave. That's a sad way to leave when your healing is right there, your blessing is right there, and you leave without it because of your pride, because of your sin sickness, because of your issues, because of your ego, because of whatever it is. It is preventing you from humbling yourself and standing before our awesome, benevolent, and loving God. Can I also highlight to you that Naaman, you notice Naaman is Armenian, Armenian and, and, and if you could do a little bit of history, Abraham came from the same country. They are related. They're like distant cousins, if you will. So they have a related. They speak the same language, but yet he is not under the same covenant. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean this, that he is not, the prophet is not obligated to heal him because he's not a child of Israel. He is not obligated to do anything for him. He doesn't even worship his God. He has a whole bunch of other gods in his country that they relate to worship. They worship a sun God. They worship a storm God. They worship a plague God. They worship a moon God. He, he's coming to worship their God. He say, well, call on your God and let him do something for me. Well, he never called on his God. So there's no obligation. How do you mean there's no obligation? Don't we not know what it says in Romans? God works out the good for those who love him. And a called according to his purpose, where did it say that he loved him? Where did it say that he's doing the work of the Lord? But God was using him. It says God used him to bring victory to Aaron. But nowhere in the text did it say that Naaman was a worshiper of God. But he knew of him. He heard of him first from the king. The king says, am I God that I can heal you? So, okay, God must be responsible for this healing. Now he goes to the prophet. The prophet says, go into the water. He says, well, wait a minute. The king said God can do it. The prophet could have spoke and called onto that same God, put his hand over the spots, and I should have been healed. But you want me to go down in the river? My pride says no. We know what happens, right? Pride comes before the fall. What is your issue that is blocking you? And it and keeps causing you to fall. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let's think about how we tell our children to tie their shoes. Because if they don't tie their shoes, they might fall. And many times in our lives that we are continue walking around with untied shoes. And we want to blame everybody else while we're falling. If you'd have moved that chair out the way, if you'd have done this, I would not have stumbled and fall. You know, because we're so used to being in our condition that we have operated, that we know. that If you see a child that has shoes untied, they know they're untied, and that's how they walk funny. They walk like this. Because they don't want to step on a lace, because they know they're going to stumble, so they walk funny. And think about it. Why are you walking funny? Because you refuse to bend over and tie your shoes. 
Naaman came there looking funny. All, before, all because he refused to bend over. <laughs> he refused to bend low and get under the wall. They said dip himself, to immerse himself. How many times? Seven times. It wasn't the first time. It wasn't the second time. It wasn't the third time. It wasn't the fourth time. It wasn't the fifth time. It even wasn't the sixth time. All six times he went down, came up the same. But on the seventh, <laughs> on the seventh time, it said he became brand new. Oh, glory be to God. It's good that God can make us brand new. He said he became brand new. His skin was like of a child. Oh, glory be to God. It was a child that told him to go see the prophet. Now his skin is better than that child. Come on, somebody. He, he was brand new. He went from having scaly, messed up skin. Uh, if you look at what happened to pr- the name of, sorry, the prophet's servant, Gazai, look what happened to him. His skin turned to white and to pale. He went from possibly having skin like that to having newborn skin. You know, the stuff that you pay money for. You know, you buy the extra lotion, the extra oil, the extra spa treatment, all the extra stuff just to get your skin nice and soft. God can make you a brand new in a dirty river. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so he, he goes down on the seventh time, comes up here. Oh, he changed his spots. Aren't you glad that God can change your spots? See, once, once he swallowed his pride, his healing came. Once he gave up the issue that was stopping him from drawing near, he was able to be clean. Can I help you out? That once you remove what is hurting you, mm, that is hindering you, you make room for God to get in. And you see the, you see the simmer say how he had to be in the right spot. And he was on the spot <laughs> to get changed. And just as you got to take a splinter out for the healing to begin, mm. you got to take the, the diseases out in order for you to be healed. There's an issue in our lives that all of us know that we need to remove out so we can become healed. And then the other things is that we got to remove those things that cause that condition. Whether it be books, whether it be music, whether it be the wrong person, we got to remove these people, remove these things out of our lives. So we will stop because think about if you are allergic to something like a cat, why are you going to buy a cat? And every time you go to the doctor, the doctor going to say, what's wrong with you? I don't know, doctor. I don't know. I'm going to say, aren't you allergic to cats? Oh, that's what it is. I got my, my, my cat at home. It don't make any sense, does it? Let me tell you a funny story. I know I'm allergic to cats. My dad knows I'm allergic to cats. He told Sam, don't play with cats, but Sam played with cats. My dad came back to the, hotel, to the uh, room we were staying in. Uh, we were at a friend's house, and they said uh, they saw me sitting down. I don't remember this. I just remember being in the hospital. Saw me sitting down in the chair holding that cat with my eyes closed shut. <laughs> because I was so allergic that my eyes swelled shut. I couldn't see nothing but tears going. They got to take their son to the emergency room after they told the boy, don't to play with cats. I was too dumb to understand. I'm going to play with this cat. I don't care if I get sick. Too dumb to understand that I could have killed myself. How, how, is, how easy it is for us to be so dumb to understand the stuff that we're trying to have fun with is the stuff that's trying to kill us. And God, our Father, is giving us instructions of what to do to prevent us from dealing with the stuff that's going to hinder us, that's going to kill us, and tell us how we need to remove ourselves away from the stuff that's going to hurt us.